say family it's been a little bit of a break but that's okay because we are back and better than ever today's episode is episode 14 it's gonna be awesome I have a really special guest today um I have Cam Holmes <laughs> hello Cam how hello. you feeling feeling a little nervous more excited there you go very good well yeah Cam is one of my first guests that I don't know like we went to high school together, and we're friends, but we're not, like, homies or, like, soup. We don't know each other mm. very, very well. So it's been cool to just sit here and talk to him and learn a little bit about him because I'm learning as you guys are learning, which is cool. So thanks for coming, Cam. Excited. We are going to go over a lot of different <laughs> things, but we're just going to have some honest conversation, and um, Cam's story and Cam's uh, wisdom is going to be empowering to you guys and it's going to be helpful to you guys so make sure you listen in but yeah so like I said how we kind of know each other is we went to high school together and um not middle school right just high school just high school together and had like mutual friend groups and then after college Cam will tell you a little bit about that but then we've kind of like kind of just randomly seen each other and then I saw him start to post a little bit about encouraging things and journaling and all these great tools and stuff that he was using to better himself so I reached out to him and he was down so he's an ATL boy but not a red flag ATL boy he's (laughs) a nice one Um, but yeah that's kind of how we know each other and today's if there was like a central theme I feel like it'd be about bettering yourself and um, having like a creative mindset and a healthy well-rounded um Lifestyle. Lifestyle all around. Um, That'd probably be like the main overarching things, but we'll talk about a bunch of little stuff in between. But to get us started, Cam, will you tell us a little bit about your story? Like, who is Cam? How'd you grow up? All that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Beaufort, Georgia, and my parents kind of split early. So I played a lot of my, I grew up playing a lot of sports, so like football and baseball. Um, and I did all the sports kind of in Buford and like North Cornette area mm-hmm. and then did school up in Flowery Branch, um, middle Go school. Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Go Falcons. Um, so yeah, where was I? Um, I ended up going to Da Vinci Academy. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I started figuring out like, I really like creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, you know, got certified in like Photoshop and Illustrator pretty early, like mm-hmm. seventh grade, which Fancy. is kind of like crazy. Um, and kind of just ran with that. Um, went to high school and I met, you know, Bailey and kind of had my own friend group and um, just kind of, I don't know, played football and baseball and started kind of a t-shirt brand. Do you remember Traveler at all? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then it came time to apply to college and I grew up kind of an Auburn, big Auburn fan and they kind of had a bit like really good design program. Um, so I applied there as a graphic designer mm. and then decided, um, I toured it and was like, I already feel like I know graphic design, so I'm going to do something else. Um, so I did something called industrial design, which is like physical product design. Um, so it's anything from like car interiors to like cups to chairs, like anything. And I kind of, um, do I just keep going? No, yeah, you're good. (laughs) Um, 
And I'm just listening because I literally am learning as you're talking. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I did that up until my junior year, and I kind of like lost my passion for it. Um, it's a lot of like sketching and like CAD work, and it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of get got like a little bit stressed out. Didn't really know like what I wanted to do. Um, kind of had like a quarter life crisis there. Uh, Which I didn't know was a thing <laughs> until last night. I didn't either until someone mentioned it. Like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> then Cam's like, oh, this is what a quarter life crisis sense. is. Um, so, yeah, I kind of changed my career path to something called UX, um, which is user experience. Um, so it's more like web design, mm-hmm. app design, like any kind of digital experience versus physical. Cool. Um, so, yeah, then I applied to grad school um, because I realized I kind of needed a little bit more Mm -hmm. like portfolio projects in that realm Um, and I applied it was in January and the deadlines were like a month away and like I just made the decision and like usually you have to take something called a GRE um, Mm -hmm. to get into grad school but I had like the COVID um, skip pass so they weren't accepting it So I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, like, at least I won't have to, like, do all this, like, testing. Um, So some good came from COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I applied to UT or Texas and Austin and Georgia Tech. And I kind of just, like, won it. And there's, like, an essay and, like, whole application process. Um, I ended up getting back from Texas first and I got in um and I was kind of like stressed out like because I've never like lived anywhere else but Georgia or Atlanta mm-hmm. but I thought it would be like a good experience maybe to live in a different city yeah and, and Austin's Texas like, is cool yeah it's super cool and I got a letter back from Georgia Tech which is like the one I really wanted to do and um they put me on hold and it was just like gut wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> really? George is, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to Texas, like trying to figure out like who I'm going to live with. Like mm-hmm. my roommate was going to work there. So I was going to potentially live with him. Um, yeah, so I was, my mindset was like fully pointed towards Texas. And then like probably two weeks from graduation, like, I randomly got this letter or this email and it was from Georgia Tech. I was like, oh, that's weird. And um, someone like decided not to go and they opened my spot back up. And I was like, it was just like a crazy experience and I was like all in on it. That's Um, awesome. Yeah, so I decided to go to Georgia Tech, um, got an internship over the summer doing a little bit of like the product design stuff. Um, And... Yeah, I did two semesters. Present day, so you did. Yes, I did two semesters, and now I am doing another internship now. But it's kind of where we are now. Up till now, (laughs) so good. Well, there's a lot that you talked about in that. Um, One thing that I think this is just like a random funny thing. Um, COVID helped me out really big once because I got a speeding ticket in Alabama coming back from the beach, and I lost the ticket I didn't know like when my court date was or anything and then I kind of forgot about it I was just like oh you know it'll figure itself out I don't know I just didn't think about it and then I randomly 
remembered, oh my gosh, I have a, a really expensive ticket. And I called and I missed my court date by like nine days. And I said, oh my gosh, is there a warrant out for my arrest? Like freaking out. And then the lady let me know that there's a COVID grace period with travel. So it's like you have, which this is not, don't not pay your tickets, people. But um, for me, it worked out because I literally could have gotten in big trouble. But there's a great spirit. So I went online and paid it and then it helped me out. So whenever you said that, I was like, COVID, I actually have COVID a funny story something. about not paying your ticket. So like my roommate had kind of a similar situation mm-hmm. and it was a speeding ticket and he ended up not like going to court or paying for it. So like one like Saturday morning, like at 7 a.m., like, like we were kind of out, like, you know, slept in a little bit. And like my one of my like neighbors came running into my room and was like, yo, there's like cops at your door. Like you, you guys need to get up and like stop like screwing with us. Like there's no way there's cops, you know, at the door. And sure enough, like I get up finally because like every, I lived in a house with like five people oh and everyone gosh. was like in the living room. And we're like, what's going on? Like. What'd you do? What'd you do? Literally. What happened last night? And then, um, um, they, they were, they had a warrant out for my roommates, uh, for my roommate because he didn't like pay a ticket. So the cops literally stood at like the front door and. So did he get to pay right there? He had to go to jail. So like he came downstairs like in his boxers, like, cause he didn't believe like my friend, like that there was cops at the door, like trying to arrest my like roommate. And like, he like. It's like a good goodie to like he doesn't he would never do anything like criminal. Yeah. And um they like made him like get dressed in front of them, like in our living room. Like he was hardcore. They put him in cuffs, like walked oh him out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they walked him out to the like That the could cop. have been me. <laughs> Imagine me. I'd be like bald and crying. Um, yeah, and they walked out to the cop car and we just thought it was so funny and like it's probably funny they now, but it was station. not funny then. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, they took him to the station, and, like, just the way, like, that system works, we, li- we like, my room is, like, freaking out, like, like, we got to go get Boyk. Like, he's in jail. Like, come on. <laughs> he's in jail. <laughs> and he was in there for, like, four, like, four hours. Oh, wow. And he, like. Did yeah. jail change him? Is he different now? <laughs> yeah, completely different. Like, <laughs> you got, got a face tattoo? Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah, yeah that COVID did not help him in no. that situation. <laughs> Y'all yeah. just left him in there, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, you can leave him in there. Well, yeah, there was, like, a bail and everything. And, like, we called his parents, and they were freaking out. Like, oh, my gosh. And come to find out, he actually did pay the ticket, and it was just they, they like, messed up. Yeah. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah. That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, great little story, though. That is a great. It's going to be a good story to tell, like, the family one day. Oh, yeah. Love I have that. pictures of him, like, in his cuff, oh like, in my the car. <laughs> I would be literally having uh, – me and Ty are the same in this. And also, I didn't say this, but Ty is on his uh, own mic, per usual, in his little room over there. So, what's up, Ty? What's up, fam? Sorry about that. No, it's all good. <laughs> Just feeling the love. It's all good. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, but Ty and I are similar in this manner that we, like, always want to have fun. And we'll get a little wild, but we don't want to actually get in trouble. We'll push our limits, but we don't want to mm. get in trouble. So if I actually got in trouble, I would be super sad. Um, aside from the COVID stuff that that and <laughs> tickets and all that good stuff, um, you did mention a quarter-life crisis, which I told you I didn't know what that was. But really quickly what kind of like contributed to that and then how did you get out of that 
that yeah, place so in your life? It was like following a, a pretty um, brutal breakup. And like, I didn't really know like what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I didn't want to do what I was studying for the last three years. Mm -hmm. So it was just like kind of a rock bottom point of like, what am I, like what is going on? Yeah. And um, part of what kind of helped was um, I started journaling and kind of like taking time for myself in the mornings and just yeah. like really understanding what I need to do and figuring out like what what I want to do. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just took it like one day at a time and ended up like it was pretty impulsive to apply to grad school. Like I was just yeah. talking to my mom about it and she's like, you know, just go ahead and send send it. Just send like your applications out, see what happens, if they get back, like whatever, mm -hmm. we'll figure it out. Um, and it was just kind of, I didn't like have an opportunity to have like internship the summer before because of COVID, which kind of like stressed me out because all my friends were getting jobs. And yeah. it's like a creative major, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. Like the, mm -hmm. the interview process is a little harder and like you have to have a portfolio and um, it was just super stressful and like, yeah. I didn't like, I thought about like just changing majors completely because wow. I mean people were they were getting jobs like that like and um but you stuck with it <laughs> I stuck with it went to I ended up actually getting an internship that summer um which was good um but yeah so <clears throat> journaling and I know you talk a little bit about gratitude with me so like mm -hmm getting a new perspective on life and when you have a bunch of like question marks and you don't know what to do it feels very overwhelming and stressful and dark and um like not literally dark but like just heavy I feel like um but a great note for people is that a lot of us have had those moments where you really don't know where you're what you're gonna do or mm -hmm. how you're gonna build yourself up again but like Cam said just take it one day at a time and um one thing that you talked about last night um when we were going over some ideas was that you rebranded yourself so i'd love for you to share what that means what that looks like how that happened and what you went from to like what you are now yeah so i guess what i've learned like over the years is um it sounds cliche but like the top five people you spend the most time with is like who you are yeah and I kind of like realized that because I was like a little frat boy and it just wasn't like who I actually was. Like yeah. I, just the way I dressed and like, you know, <laughs> acted. <laughs> and um, I was like, you know, I'm done with this. Like, I want to do what I want to do. Like, it's way more fulfilling. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just looked at kind of the older guys that had gone through and like they weren't where I wanted to be. Like, I kind of wanted had bigger dreams or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like really focused on myself, started reading a lot and morning routine was really important mm -hmm. and just like really making sure, you know, every day to get like, take every day very seriously. Um, but yeah, what else did I do? Um, what is your morning routine? What's like your peak? morning routine yeah so the I got really one. I got really into it um I think the most important aspect is to do something physically um and then something meant like big mentally. workout guy huge mentally and then something spiritually so the kind of three aspects kind of have That's a good. balance before you get going 
Um, I, I listen to a lot of pa- podcasts. What's basic? <laughs> it's my favorite one. <laughs> and um, there's a concept called winning streaks. So basically you can build momentum in the morning and it really starts the night before. So getting good sleep, mm. um, that's a win. And then you wake up, maybe go for a run or break a sweat. That's another one. So you're building the momentum. Oh. Uh, maybe you sit down and journal or you know just write down know whatever's going on sit with yourself like pray meditate whatever um and then you're kind of you get you have this momentum going and you're like just ready to like attack the day and like really hit the hardest thing first and um you can kind of ride that out for the rest of the day but the morning really like and it does get those winning streaks going you know yeah that's so true as a guy i feel like girls are a little bit better at like journaling and getting their thoughts down and um, being with themselves, but it's a weird concept for people to be alone. And that's something I had to learn too, that it's okay to be alone and it's actually a really good thing. So, um, if you're someone who struggles with the idea of like spending time with yourself, or if you can't answer the question, like, who are you? What drives you? What excites you? What are you passionate about? I would encourage you to just literally sit down even today or tonight, whenever you're listening to this and just write out some questions and write out some things you like and figure out who you are apart from anything that's projected onto you or anything that maybe um, good or bad people have said about you. Like, really, what do you like to do? What are hobbies you like to do? Who are artists you like? Um, What's your favorite food? Just figure out what you like about yourself and figure out some things you want to do with your life. And um, I think it's really, really beneficial. I had myself a yes day the other day. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. I saw couples doing it on TikTok where, like, if you're dating, you would say, okay, what do you want to do today? Anything you want to do, I'm going to say yes to, and we're just going to do it. Um, And so I was like, that'd be so cool to do by yourself and just give yourself that freedom of endless possibilities. So I literally woke up. Well, I slept in because it was my day. (laughs) Slept in. (laughs) That's my yes day. Uh, Slept in, and then I went to Starbucks, I had my quiet time, I journal, and I always do my affirmations, my gratitude, um, and then I went to get my favorite snacks from the grocery store, I bought myself flowers, I made a healthy meal, I went shopping, I got a new plant, a new tennis skirt, like, just things that I wanted, and I didn't say no, like, within reason, don't be, like, insane, but within reason, I spent, like, a pretty good amount of money, and I don't really just splurge like that, so it was really special, and then I loved to paint, and I went home, and I painted, and it was just the best day ever, and it was crazy, because that actual day was really fun and really fulfilling, but then the next day, I felt as if I was so well-rested, and it was so weird, because I didn't actually rest the day before, but I just took care of me, and I prioritized me, so then the next day when I had to go work and do things, I was so, like, fulfilled with myself that I Mm. could go and offer my best to everyone else, if that makes sense. And you can't have yes days all the time, but the concept is that as you're fulfilling yourself and your passions and your dreams and your mental health and your spiritual health and physical health, then you can go out into the world and help other people achieve those goals. So help yourself, help others. Yeah, I think that's a really good tool for, because... Um, a common theme has been like burnout um, mm-hmm. in my life because like I mean I pu- try to push myself pretty hard yeah and like even on like TikTok you're like you, you always see like you know people doing things and you're like I should be doing these Comparison. things <laughs> yeah. yeah but I mean if you like going back to the morning thing if you do this every day like you're gonna you're gonna get burned out and like that's okay um, 
just take a step back, take the yes day, you know, just relax. Like you don't have to do these things every day. It comes in waves. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think switching it up too, though, sometimes your morning routine might be more extensive and more, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday too, like seasonal. Some things are more seasonal. Sometimes you might need that like two hour morning routine and that's what you need to get yourself. And that's the discipline you need right now. But then it might change to one week you're like I only need 10 minutes to just get up and get going Mm. so I think that it depends on the place you're at in life and how much time you need to put towards it but I will say something I've been thinking a lot about recently is staying true to your commitment so whether you have to write your commitments out or vocalize them or share them with an accountability partner if your commitment is to work out or is to journal or is to read or to implement a morning routine make sure that you're actually staying true and you're making like realistic goals I guess um, achievable, reachable goals and challenge yourself, but not to a place where you can't do it. Cause that's just like unfair. Mm. That's where burnout comes in. I think personally, yeah. I think it's when you put these expectations that are just unrealistic and they don't work with your schedule and with your personality, you're like putting, if I put my goals or your goals on myself, I wouldn't reach them. And I would think that I'm not successful or I'm not doing right, but we have different mm. things that we're valuing. So kind of figure out what works for you. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is um, definitely like consistency. Yes. Because if you have consistency with whatever goals you're going for, um, you kind of start to build the habit. So like it feels, it starts to feel weird when you like don't, Yeah. you know, when you don't like do things for these goals or whatever, if you do them every day. Yeah. Um, So you kind of just get in a flow of, you know, just consistent behavior and then, it becomes a little bit easier to do things that you might not necessarily want to do. Yeah. So, like, for example, like, working out in the morning, like... Now you feel weird if, if you don't? Yeah, if I don't... Like, so I was like, oh, the right day now? is, like, weird. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Mm. Yeah. Go for I need a to go for a I need to go do some push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, working out, journaling, reading your Bible, praying, um, meditating, drinking a glass of water, like, something that just starts your day off well is great. Um, the next little... Thing that we're going to talk about to kind of go into a new topic is taking um, the advantage of the opportunities. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. Yeah, I have a few examples. So I guess basically over COVID, um, I had an interesting opportunity. Uh, my dad was selling his car to a coworker who was mm-hmm. in Denver. Okay. And he was going to like ship this car to him. And I was like, no, don't do that. Like, I'll just drive it. Like, yeah. I've always wanted to drive across the country. And um, so that was just kind of like a cool opportunity. Like, yeah. he was going to pay me to drive it, like, all the way to Colorado. How far is that in a car? Um, I don't know. But we did turn onto a road in Kansas and, like, looked at the Google map. And it was, like, in 500 miles, like, turn right. And it was just, like, <laughs> insane. Oh, my gosh. And and I had like a drone and some video equipment, and I brought my roommate who got arrested. And um, shout out you! <laughs> <laughs> we just like filmed this thing and just had like the best time and like stopped. This is like during COVID too, so like mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot going on. And we stopped and saw like my buddy in Austin, and then went back up to Denver. And we filmed the whole thing, and I just kind of like posted it out there, and then didn't really think much of it. Um, and then I get like a text from the greenhouse boys and they're mm-hmm. like, yo, we saw your video. <laughs> I like, know them. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, do you want to go, do you want to come down and like shoot 
some videos for us and i was like, i've never done that but i was like yeah absolutely like, i had no idea what i was doing yeah like, i was like all right i'm just gonna do like the best i can yeah but i just drove down there like not really knowing anything about like shooting like so i kind of just did my thing and How'd it go? took advantage of the opportunity <laughs> um it went well like it was good to see them they were like killing it um still talk to like dylan and every once in a while um and then i kind of posted that video and then someone else's like reached out to me about shooting for a company oh so like the opportunity just started getting a little bit bigger and bigger mm -hmm. um and ended up shooting like a documentary for this like company's like history Whoa. had no idea what i was doing but like really what i've learned is like no one actually really knows what's going on yeah so if you're confident and you're willing to try your best um you really can do anything wow. so that's great i think that's good too because you don't always and ty can probably attest to this but you don't always necessarily you and ty would be like i said good <laughs> friends y'all have very similar mindsets um on a business stuff but you don't have to have all the answers and everything so perfectly figured out if you can just if you have a drive and you have like a willingness to do well, I think that you can just figure it out as you go and believe in yourself. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, you're like setting yourself up for failure. So that's so good. Um, the next thing that we're going to talk about is, um, creative stuff. So I literally put creative stuff because Cam has a lot to say <laughs> about creativity and, um, even he's going to share a little bit about his hat he has on um, that ties into the creativity, entrepreneurship, all that stuff. But I guess I can ask you a couple questions. Number one, what is your tip to someone who wants to start something and they only have like a dream or idea? Yeah. What would be your tips for them or advice? Yeah. So the biggest thing, in my opinion, is everyone always has ideas and they'll come to me with ideas. And the biggest the biggest step, like, the biggest thing you can do is just start doing, like, start testing or, like, like if you want to start a podcast, like, it seems like, you know, you just get someone on, like, just start talking to people. Yeah. Um, so just take action. That's the first thing. And then just, like, learning to love to fail um, because you can't really look at failure as something bad. It's just something that pivots you in the right direction. Um, so that's what I've learned is I've had probably, like, four or five like failed businesses throughout college how and do you handle failure <laughs> sub question how did you handle it at first so Was like it? i kind of learned like there's something called the design process that i learned in college and um you learn that failure is like good and it, it caused iteration to like be better so if you can iteration yeah, sorry, is that a big word? That is. What is that? <laughs> That's the Georgia Tech speaking. What does that mean? Um, iteration. Uh, like a, a new it's like version. It's like a spelling So like if something doesn't work, figure out a new way to do it because that's not the right way, but at least you're pointed in a different direction. So you know what not to do. Maybe you can focus on what to do instead. Ooh. Um, so take action. Failure yes. is actually a good thing. It produces iteration. Yes. And... Um, and yeah, that's the biggest part. Don't be afraid of failure. Um, and I think you really have to have the right intention. Like, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur because I thought, like, like I want to be rich, you know? Like, everyone <laughs> has those dreams. But 
it's really like the impact you have on people and yeah that's not a big enough driver to make you successful like you have to genuinely like care about what you're doing yeah i think that's so good looking at the intent of why you even want to do something um and that will if you can figure out your why then that will help when burnout or things happen or mm. failure in some capacity happens if you can remember like why you started and what you're trying to accomplish i think that it keeps you centered not like perfect on cloud nine but just centered where mm. you can always build from it um my dad texted me because he was like these are questions you should ask him and he said that <laughs> my um he said success is a journey not a destination and I thought that was really good advice because if you look at success as a place that you get, then it's like one, when you get there, then what do you do? You're kind yeah. of like unfulfilled and you've just peaked and that's it. Oh, well, you're done. Like yeah. your life is over. Um, and then he said that the difference between, which this is kind of what you talked about with failure, but between a good employee and a great employee is a good employee tells you what the problem is. A great employee tells you what the problem was. And I think that's a good like leadership tip yeah. is that don't be somebody. And if you're ever going to bring a problem, like if you're doing a business and you have a partner, if you're going to bring a problem to your partner, bring it with a solution or a different avenue to take. Don't just be somebody who's constantly pointing out what's wrong without actually being like helpful at all. Mm -hmm. um, but in the scheme of like creativity and failure and starting things and entrepreneurship, I think that there's so much to learn and cam is 23 are you 23 yeah um jordan here jordan here <laughs> when's your birthday september 3rd december 4th you're a little bit older than me um yeah. but cam is a prime example as 23 um that you can start stuff and you're i do want you to share your i don't want to say it wrong because <laughs> you said i said it wrong no you can say how, it. no no how do you say <laughs> it <laughs> it's a french saying so um how you say is carte blanche? Carte blanche. Yeah. I said carte blanche. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Spanish. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. So this is a, a part of like my why. So I've always done like a lot of freelance work throughout college. Um, and that's another just opportunity I took. Um, started working with kind of these two guys who had kind of pretty successful e-commerce businesses. Mm -hmm. And... I did a lot of their graphics, and they weren't, like, fun to make, but I was just like, all right, I'll just help them out, whatever. Yeah. Um, later down the road, they kind of reached out to me with, like, we want to do, like, a brand. And I was like, all right. Like, at first, they just hired me to do the logo. And then, like, I spent a lot of time on it. And, like, I've always, you know, wanted to have an apparel brand. It started with Traveler, so it's, like, coming and circling back. Yeah. Traveler. Um. <laughs> this video is sponsored by... <laughs> um. But yeah, so we started this thing and they kind of came to me with this saying, um, carte blanche, which is a French saying, um, which it translates directly to a uh, blank check. So if I give you carte blanche, it's like I'm giving you a blank check. So pr pretty much you can do anything you want. Hmm. So it's like a saying, like you have like complete authority or like power to do what you want. Um, so I was like, wow, that's like a pretty powerful message. Yeah. Um, Let's, let's kind of run with this. And I was like, I ended up spending a lot of time on it. And I was like, please let me get in on this. Like, this is, <laughs> this is dope. And, um, yeah, we just kind of, you know, started ideating. Like, I've never put so much, like, effort and, like, thought into, like, what we're about to release. Um, and when's the release date for the people? It's 
tentative right now, but I think August 16th. Okay. Um, but yeah, we looked at like every, we don't, we don't, we haven't rushed it at all. We were going to release it like just the hats like months ago, but we're like, you know what, we're going to take every detail very seriously, really like key in on our message. Yeah. Um, and it's just like really inspiring people to like be great, and, like take you know full control of their lives. And it's a lifestyle brand. Like we don't want to be super cliche, but it's kind of like old money style. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first kind of theme we're going for is um, like clocking in. Um, so it's like clocking into the present moment mm-hmm. and like really taking advantage of like what's going on now because that's really all you can control. Um, and then we're also like clocking into the brand. So wow. I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm super excited. Um, it's kind of. So he doesn't just talk about entrepreneurship. He's literally in the middle <laughs> of pioneering it and figuring it out and putting yeah. your efforts into it. That's so cool. With this podcast, like I told you last night, it was something that I literally kind of had a dream about, thought, okay, this would be cool, but I don't know how to make it happen. And then um, I prayed and was saying that, God, if you want this to happen, then kind of line up some opportunities and some open doors. And then out of nowhere, stuff just started falling in my lap, and then it all fell together and has blended to this podcast and so i understand the power of opportunities and i think that there's action taking action doing something (laughs) about it one of my favorite quotes is from bob goff and i've said it before on this podcast but no one remembers you for what you almost did and that's kind of a deep saying but it's so true that you could have all these great ideas and want to do these amazing things but if you didn't you don't have to even accomplish all of them but you at least want to like scratch the surface and in some way shape or form get a little bit closer to your dream than you are right now. But Mm. I think something that's cool is that you are really, um, I guess, like an example of living in the now, but you also talked about how you're living for the now, but you do know that there's a moment coming. Mm. Like the next, you know, it's inevitable that time is ever changing, like always going on. So how do you kind of live in the now, but plan for your future in the same realm, I guess? Yeah, so I, I read a book recently called The Power of Now. He reads, guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, I learned a lot, and it's kind of crazy. Um, like, you spend most of your time thinking maybe of stuff in the past, mm-hmm. stuff in the future that you really can't control. And if you think on a timeline, like, the present moment, like, right now, is, like, such a fine, like, blade, like, on your timeline in life. Yeah. And it's crazy that people really don't, you know, realize that and like you can only really control what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So taking full advantage of what you can control is, is very important. Yeah. And I like to kind of think of it like um, I want to like look back and be like to my like previous or like my future self and like kind of be a friend. Like, thank God, like he, you know, thank goodness. Sorry. Um, no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness he like did this, you know, like. It's, it's starting to pay off. Like, an example, yeah. like, um, when I was applying to internships, like, I knew that, you know, I just spent a lot of my time, like, mm-hmm. really preparing. And, like, I spent weeks on my portfolio, like, applying probably, like, 50 places. But, like, that was my goal. That's what I wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. I took full advantage of, to the best of my ability, like, my what I had. And I kind of, like, had stuff written on my mirror. I'm like, I'm going to get this internship, like. Yeah. You know, spoke it into existence. Exactly. Believed it for yourself. Yeah. So I ended up applying, like, 
got a pretty cool internship and it's just like proof that you know if you really focus on something and think about every day then you can like attract it into your life and um, it's all starts with like the present moment and like what you can do now yeah that's so good I think that's great that there's a there, I'm all about the word balance, but there is a balance to reflecting on the past in, in good and negative aspects and figuring out kind of why you are the way that you are, but then being present now and then also being excited and expectant for the future. Mm-hmm. That way you're constantly evolving and changing um, in some degree. Sometimes it'll be bigger changes and smaller, but you're just getting better and um, hyping yourself up even is a good thing. But yeah. um, I do think that it is would be like silly for me not to ask you, but what would um, your advice be for someone who maybe like, I don't know, maybe they're just scared or intimidated about, they feel this, I guess, like urge to do something great or to be something great, but they're just scared. Like I know you gave us the steps on like how to realistically business mind do it, but if someone's just straight up like petrified of, what people think or X, Y, Z, what would be your advice for that person? Um, yeah. So kind of going back to what I said about like, no one actually knows what's going on. Like throughout my internship, we've talked to, they've gotten us to talk to a lot of the executive roles, like the big up people and mm-hmm. like, they're like intimidating or whatever. Yeah. But then you kind of start talking to them and like, they really like have no idea what's going on. Like we have this beautiful like app and product, but mm-hmm. in the background, like everyone's running with their head cut off. Like you never really know like what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of take that with a grain of salt and like just be very confident and attentive like what you want to do. Um, I think that's you know really important. Um, what was the question again? Just like if someone's scared or maybe like overwhelmed with the thought, yeah. but they know they're supposed to be great or do yeah. something Yeah, so great. another thing is, you know, if someone... I hate, like, when someone tries something and they kind of, like, get, like, you know, if someone, like, kind of is mean to them about it, you know, because at least they're, like, trying, you know? Yeah. But if someone's acting like that, then they probably shouldn't be in your life anyways. Mm. And um, just let them do that, and it'll point you to the direction of the people that you should be around um, supporting you. Would you say that your friends and even family have closely affected or impacted the I guess drive that you have so that you can feel and know that you know I had good people around me and it has helped launch me into this person yeah well I guess in in Auburn honestly like there were some people that I was like intimidated of like because like being creative is just kind of like I don't know like I'm not a business or a finance bro like (laughs) um so I was kind of intimidated to kind of like really like put myself out there and like mm-hmm. you know create and whatever um so I, I kind of limited myself in college but getting out of there um you kind of realize who your real friends are and um if they're not supporting you then you know like why are they in your life um, yeah that's so good so um yeah I think that's the biggest thing um if someone like isn't like all in on like what you're doing then like they probably aren't good for you anyways. Yeah, I think your people should be bought into what you're doing. And even if they don't fully understand it, unless it's, like, harming you mm-hmm. and it's horrible for you, they can't even – they don't have to fully understand it, but they can still accept it. Um, the way I want to kind of – we're in our last little portion of it. Um, we've been a little bit 
all over the place, but there's some good advice in there. Um, I want to ask you some speed questions. So, like, the first thing that comes to your head when I ask you this, and we didn't practice these, so it's going to be, like, real um, reaction, but at what age did you know or realize that you wanted to, like, work for yourself, and what contributed to that? Uh, probably 14. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, some people might know uh, Bla- Tyler Blaylock. Me and him kind of had the same idea from, you know, from the beginning mm-hmm. in high school. And that's when we kind of both fell our love for entrepreneurship. He's still doing his own thing with, like, the gym stuff. And, like, yeah. he's doing great. And, like, I kind of realized, you know, working in a corporate environment that, it, like, just playing, like, a role every day, like, nine to five, like, really isn't what I want to do. It's not really fulfilling, you know, to me. Yeah. Um, like, I want to be able to, like, directly make an impact on people versus just playing a role in, like, a corporate company. Because um, that's, you know just more like fulfilling yeah um so yeah that's kind of when i you know realized like wow yeah my own my yeah own, my <laughs> own boss <laughs> um how do you balance i guess business entrepreneurship and then the relationships in your life yeah so i think um it's very difficult especially if you're super busy um but going back to that burnout thing i think if you're like working a lot and really hard, if you feel burned out, like really taking a step back and walking away from your work um, and going you know, to do something else or your hobbies or like I've really gotten into running recently. Um, I wish I got into <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is run for like two weeks and I swear like it's really not that bad. And um, yeah, just, you know, the balance is so important and like just clearing your head and like, you know, being able to like, yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> what was the question again? Yeah, sorry, I threw you off whenever I, <laughs> I figured out that I have to, well, last night I would ask him something and then he'd be looking for something and then he'd forget what I said. Yeah. So we have to, I have to lock it. Um, but I, if I asked you, how do you balance, I was like, I don't even remember. How I asked balance. you how okay. to balance the relationships in your life and your job. Yeah, so every, back to the routine thing, like, um, making sure you're doing like every aspect from like exercise to being, you know, with yourself every day. I think that's very important. And then being with yourself spiritually and then, you know, really saving time for your, you know, your friends, like at least a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, it just kind of helps, you know, you know, feel I think like it energizes you balanced. even it, you know, you can, you don't have to take a nap to get rest. You can mm. be with people and not have to, put on a mask and just like be genuine and be authentic then that is a a kind of rest to me at least just being myself um and like going a little bit onto that like kind of like my best ideas actually come when i'm not really trying to focus on them mm. so if you're working on something you know like it's gonna like get in your like subconscious mind Mm -hmm. and like 90 percent of your brain like is subconsciously thinking so when you start to do other things, like you'll just get like thoughts like in the back of your head and you're like, oh, wow, like that's a new way to think about that problem. Um, so I think like, you know, doing the other stuff actually helps, you know, yeah. kind of every area of your life. That's so true. When you can't figure out something, if you detach from it for a minute and do something else and put your energy and your efforts towards something else, and normally you'll think about whatever and you'll get a, a solution for that. Um, and then... <coughs> 
What are certain things that you do at night? Do you have like a nighttime routine or is your night kind of just whatever in your mornings you're going? I'm so it? bad about it. Um, I don't know. I've been on TikTok. I'm on like the self-help TikTok. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I always see like, you should like get off of your phone and like. As you're on your phone watching. <laughs> on like a mindless scroll like at like 11 p.m. But no. Um, I probably should do a lot. I, I've been like really, because like I'll work until like ten, like because mm. doing like three or whatever companies and the internship. Stop, it, yeah, it's just like it's a lot to get done. But like, if I'm like tired, like just go to bed. Like, it's not your best work, so just don't worry about it. Yeah, um, that's a good thing to know too. Yeah, like even just learning when to kind of shut off and get sleep because you're not your best when you're not. Right. Rested. And it's just not worth, like, the hassle and the stress. Yeah. My nighttime routine is to wash my face, do a little skincare because it just makes you feel good about yourself um, and your skin's important. And then I get in my bed and I write down things that went well that day. Um, and so something, it's basically the structure's things that went well and something I want to improve on. So I end my day with more positive than negative, but I'm still acknowledging both. And then I do a devotional and then I go to bed and it's a pretty good. And when I go to bed, it sounds weird, but I start saying out loud, tomorrow's going to be a great day. Mm. I'm going to wake up and feel energized. And before I even have gone to sleep, I'm already speaking to tomorrow and like envisioning that tomorrow's going to be a good day. And then I wake up with a better attitude. So that's mine, but sometimes it gets rushed and I just go to bed. But um, you talked about this a little bit, but how do you measure your success? Um, it's a good question, know. isn't yeah, it? That, is the, that one would stump me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think really being grateful for what you have is, is very important and, like, realizing you, 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 you're in your life situation because of stuff you've done in the past and to really, you know, don't take that for granted and realize that you've worked really hard to get here. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not where you want to be, but mm -hmm. you're here for a reason. And like, what are you, like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess. There's no wrong answers. Yeah, that's a hard one. For me, I would say I measure success by the way that I get fulfilled or the way that I feel good about myself is knowing that I helped someone else. Mm. So if I'm, I guess if I'm reproducing what I'm first producing, that's how I measure success. So I'm trying to produce good qualities in myself and then reproduce those through other people, through conversations, through a post on Instagram, through mm. leadership, whatever the means necessary. So I kind of measure success by what am I reproducing that I'm first producing? Because I don't want to ask people to do stuff that I'm not doing. And that's a yeah. big thing for me is like always practicing what you preach. So that's a big way I measure success. And then also like, am I genuinely happy? Like when I lay down at night, am I proud of the person I am and the decisions I've made? And not perfect because we're never going to be perfect. But am I growing is a huge way I determine success in my life. Mm -hmm. Is there areas in my life that are growing and are getting better because of X, Y, Z? Yeah. I guess I, I, I'd focus on, like, three goals, short-term goals at a time. And I guess hitting those, like, milestones is kind of how I measure. Like, once I take whatever off the mirror, like, that's, like... That's you put God. them on your yeah. mirror? Yeah. Aw. Yep. 
That's Gotta sweet. see them every day. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you do these goals? How often? Like, do you rewrite or read? I try to do like every three months. You do um, three short term, three long term. So I say this is gonna happen on this date, three months ahead. Oh. Like this will happen, right? Period. Like you gotta speak it into existence. And then it's like ceremonial to rip it off the mirror and then throw it away. <laughs> That was me. I had, um, it's not really in the goal mindset, but it was in a self. This might be actually really helpful to somebody. Um, when I was trying to like Cam, my testimony, which I'm going to share like a deeper version of my testimony on one of these, but I had to like lose myself to find myself type of deal. And whenever I did that, um, I really didn't even know like what I liked. I, I felt like I had... Um, a perception of myself that wasn't completely accurate. So I literally started a list of things I just enjoy. And it's like the most, it's so funny. I would read some of them. Oh <laughs> Lord. Um, I just started keeping it in my phone and I would highly, highly suggest, um, I, it says Bailey. I don't know why they care about. Oh, Bailey. And then it literally is Jesus family, blue and yellow, handwritten notes, sunsets, pandas, baby group, bubble baths, new girl, lights flowers blah 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 and it literally goes on and on and on and on and on and every time i see something that i like or something that sparks a positive emotion in me or that i remember like one of these literally says the word lovely i just like that word (laughs) so it's like the smallest thing to the biggest things but i really wanted to figure out what do i like if if it was up to bailey what would my ideal life look like what would my world look like um so that's something that i did and it really helped me kind of figure out and then i also um I took qualities that I want in my life and then where I'm at. And my goal was to move the ones from that I want to where I am. And I did that on my mirror with the dry erase marker. Mm. And it was so cool, like, taking, like, erasing it and then putting it on here. Um, So one of those I'm still working on is financially good and knowledgeable. That's still on the (laughs) want that list, but I'm working on it. But yeah, so that's anything like that where you can physically move, even if it's in a journal or a whiteboard or your mirror, um, that kind of stuff is so, so, so beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have one more question and then the final question. It's actually two, sorry. Um, What are your words? Oh, nope, just kidding. What is your mission statement that you live by? Like your personal or a My personal mission statement? Yeah, like for yourself. What's your mission statement? Um, I guess I don't, right now I'm really focused on like really being present. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess living in the now and taking full advantage of what you can um, and not really worrying about anything else because why? You know, like it's, yeah. it's a wasted thought. Oh, very good. <laughs> and then the final question is, what would you tell 16-year-old Cam Holmes? If you could go back and stop yourself and tell yourself something, what would you say? Um, that everything's going to work out just fine. Um, you know, things come in waves with highs, there's lows, and lows, there's highs. Um, mm-hmm. Just keep grinding, and... Um, you're going to be proud of where you are when you're 23. Um. That is sweet. I feel like that's like warming. Listener, it's not warming your heart. Um, and yeah. look, you're only going up. You're only going to increase. I don't know. What about 28? We'll see. Yeah. Cam is like very humble in this podcast, but he is literally 
very, very, very smart. I said, because we didn't really know each other super duper well, when we first sat down, I was like, what is your perception of me? Because I actually <laughs> don't know like how you view me and how I view you. And I was like, I just view you as very intelligent and a businessy person. And he was like, what? Like, <laughs> and then I did ask him, uh, this is funny, I will share. I was like, I honestly don't know, and it's okay if you're not, but I said, <laughs> are you a Christian? It's cool if you're not, or cool if you are, or do you practice anything else weird that I should know about? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, cool. But that's how much we didn't know about each other. Um, but yeah, I just think that you are, the reason I wanted to have you on, and listeners, you can know this too, is Cam is really, anything he's talked about, he's doing himself. And I respect people who stay true to their commitments and stay true to their, and just have a drive for life and really care about um, who they are and where they're going. I think a lot of young people, especially our age, like I said, they don't really sit with themselves and they don't genuinely like themselves. Mm. They just want to be liked by everyone else. So they're putting on these different hats to, I guess, appeal to XYZ person, but they're not actually, maybe they're fulfilled through like, it's the ego. The ego yeah. is scary. Yeah, or they're, like, so dependent upon a relationship <laughs> or a job that they, like, lose themselves to it, which, I mean, I've been there before where I put, like, everything I was into something, and then you lose that thing and you lose yourself. So my goal is now to, like, no one ever – my worth never comes from another person. My worth comes from God, first of all, but then, like, my productivity and my self-esteem is, like, dependent upon me. And if I'm feeding my life with good things and I'm practicing good habits, then my self-esteem is going to be high and my confidence is going to be high. But if I'm not really caring about it, then when tough, like life gets tough, I'm not going to have anything to kind of go back to. So it's like you're you're expecting the best, but you're preparing for the worst a little bit. But I do think that um, our generation in general has like such a hard time being authentic. So I respect people who, because um, I try to be like, I literally share everything on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to be very vulnerable in order for it to help someone else. And I feel like vulnerability sparks vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So maybe now someone else could share with somebody. But um, Getting uncomfortable. It's huge. Yeah. For growth. Make yourself a little. I mean, every time I do the podcast, I'm a little uncomfy at first. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, just. Chase your dreams, guys, for real. I always end cheesy because I just get excited about life and excited about what people are doing. But, Cam, any final thoughts, anything you want to say? Uh, thanks for bringing me on. Um, you're inspiring yourself, and I really respect how much you genuinely care about people and support them. And I think what you're doing here is super special, and you should keep it up. Um, but, yeah. The winning, winning streaks. Winning yeah. streaks <laughs> and chase your dreams and seize the opportunity and the power of now. But he said a lot of good things, um, and we had a lot of good conversations. I hope that you guys um, were listening in and that you were inspired in one way or another. Um, and I hope that this will reach the right people. So share it with a friend. But, Cam, thank you so much. Of course. You were awesome. Thanks for having me. I um, 
and thankful for our conversation. But guys, that is the end of this episode. Make sure you're following. I'm going to be better about social media. Make sure you're following me on at what's they say. If you have any questions or anything we talked about, you want to know more about, you can contact me. You can contact Cam. We'd love to talk with you. Um, And besides that, I hope that y'all have a great day. Do something to better yourself. Have a yes day. Somebody have a yes day and let me know about it. Um, And then, as always, remember to look for the good in things, and if there's no good, to become the good in that thing. Bye. We're going to have a good day. And all my homies going to ride today. That's right.